This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline on a beautiful Sunday morning. And the, the, the squad is here, we could say. We missed last week. I know we had a bunch of people hitting us on Twitter. What happened? Did y'all get COVID? Did somebody die? No, we're here. We're accounted for. And we're going to get it rocking for the next few hours. We are going to make some money. Sitting next to me, the statistician, my partner in grind, at Josh Jordan 975 is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Happy Sunday, my man. Hey, it feels good to be back. You see, I'm a little off. We missed one week, and I, I forget to even how to come into the show. I forget <laughs> what's going on here, but I don't forget who's behind the glass. Trey is out this week, so we're going to have our guy Tyler Scott keeping us in line for the next few hours, and you know what that means. The jams are going to be on point. 713-780-3776. The phone lines are open at Moneyline975. is where you can find us on Twitter. Anything goes for the next two hours, and I'm just putting it out there right now. I have a huge play. I'm on a big run over the last 50 plays. And these are my biggest plays. I call them five units. That means I'm betting the most on those games. I'm 72% over the last 50. Uh, That's a good sample size. And I have a huge play. I guess we're going to drop it sometime throughout this show. So you're going to have to listen. Stay tuned. Jerry's going to drop the play. And what's pretty cool, man, is we have actual games coming up this week. Like Astros games next Friday. Real sports. Like for real. Yeah, like I'm not just pulling stuff out of my butt for sports map topics like we're gonna actually talk about games and games that i could talk to amongst all my friends because whenever soccer you know i have guys that don't like soccer they're thinking man that's not even real so i'm over here trying to explain them and bring them into the soccer world and i had them i had them engaged but now that baseball is near they're like man forget this i'm i'm out of here i'm going back to baseball i'm going back to basketball hopefully and that's hopefully where we're gonna get we get two games in the following two days of spring training and then friday Friday, I mean, it's uh, it's it's go time. Justin Verlander, baby, taking the hill. He's looked fantastic so far, tweaked his mechanics a little bit. It looks like that, that surgery worked for him. He's feeling better. Man, I'm excited. I mean, there's not a lot to watch on TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? What we were talking before the show, it's every time you flip through the guide, it's like a, a league of their own is on. Like, every time. Every single time. A major league, it's all the same stuff. I, I'm ready to watch something else. Like, it's sad when the highlight of my week is like America's Got Talent or the homepage on Netflix and you look and you see something new and you think you look around and you're thinking wow something new like click it and then after that it's back to point one like what am I going to rewatch which series do I go back and watch and I'm tired of it I'm ready to have more to bet on for sure but yeah. we talk about all the time the betting's going to be up in the air I don't I don't really know much of what's going to happen I'm I'm not ready for all this are you guys ready to to be 
sitting back on Friday. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying I want it, but just emotionally ready to to sit back and be drinking your beer on Friday night, pushing in the eighth inning for the Astros. It's gonna be it's gonna be something else. It's like I forgot what that was like. It's been so long, man. And I know Tyler's a big Astros fan. Just think, dude, you're gonna crack a beer and watch Verlander pitch on Friday. I'm pretty excited about that, actually. <laughs> you know, whenever football, the first the first week of preseason or that week one comes back, you, you turn on the TV and, and your, your TV's vivid, right? Like the colors are real, just bright. You're thinking, man, I miss football. You just, you thought you got yourself a new TV. That's what it's going to feel like now because we felt off seasons, but this one, it's got a different feeling. And just to see how it's going to work. Remember, we talked about the spitting, the, 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 the way that you can't do that, or just certain situations that I know we're going to be learning on the go and this week the Astros announced that they're going to be doing the cutouts as other teams have been doing it yeah. are, are you interested in that at all no a <laughs> hundred dollars uh, tax deductible yeah I, I'm good you know I I don't need that I, I'm just going to watch the game I'm not a you know going to the game's fun and all but look I don't live close at all to Minute Maid so going to a game is you know, a big exercise, man. It takes forever. And, and you drink beer. I do. And so you know, $12 art cars. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then just the fact of having to slow down, like, man, all right, I'm going to drink a few. It's just... It's just going out there. It's it's a it's a it's a whole process. It's not just you get to go. If you could just teleport to your seat, teleport back home. All right, I'm back. But it's the process of the parking and and going through the crowd and sitting in lines. I I can't stand lines. I'm I'm real bad at lines. Me too. And and I love that Shake Shack they have out there. And there's always a million people in that line and the torchies as well. Don't get me wrong. When I go, I, I have a great time. But it's something I'm just only going to do, you know, a few times a year. And, and who knows what that's going to look like this year? We'll have the, the cardboard cutouts, and I, I don't know. It, you know, like, like the Skeeters are having fans out at their game, so I'm curious if that'll change at all going forward with the Astros. We'll see. But I don't care as long as it's on my TV. Yeah, I'm good. Now, I was going to buy a cutout myself. You know, I started thinking devious. I saw the one that Bin Laden was, you know, over in Europe, and they allowed it. So I said, I wonder what the guidelines are. No inappropriate gestures, uh, commercial advertisements, slogans, websites, phone numbers are, you know, frowned upon. None of that. No names of any MLB players. No obscene, lewd, explicit, discriminatory, derogatory, violent, offensive, infringing, infringing or otherwise inappropriate references. Uh, this is taking everything that I wanted out, you know, about paying a hundred. I was going to go out there and do something, just something out of line. I wanted to stick out. I'm not sure. Uh, I want to purchase the hundred. If we should like, do Trey, if we did it right. <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I'm going back on that. We need Trey. You could see him. You just see his hair. But like we, when we take the picture, we have to do like a fan. So like the hair's like blowing. Yes. So, so like, it's like, it stick's out. You know what I mean? In the crowd. That's oh, Trey's going to stick out, dude. <laughs> and, he'll awesome. and he'll be down. And he'll be down to yeah. do it. He would, he would love I'll pay the hundred if he's down to do it. We'll just, we'll, we'll put Trey on there. But uh, no, it's, it's again, we got, we have sports. I don't care if, if I can't be there or not. I will be drinking a cold, refreshing brew on Friday, pushing for those Astros and, and betting them, of course. No doubt. I did want to ask you about this as a, a gambler or handicapper. Knowing that, that Westbrook has COVID, does that change your expectations gambling-wise for the Rockets? Man, if you listen to, to the birds talk, they say this might be an advantage to get it now. Right, right. But then we've heard people... I mean, we even had someone here that works at the station that someone related to them caught it twice. Yes. So the narrative that, hey, let's catch it now and we can't catch it later, and that 
the thought process is that I'm good. I don't think that that's necessarily true. We don't know if it's true. And that's what I'm scared of, that we're going to find that out on the go. Somewhere in between here, we're going to find out with these players, and then we're going to be saying, that's when it's going to come out. Hey, you can catch it twice. Because now we're seeing that kids can catch it, but... And and this is a hard subject to even touch because we know that parents are in the in, in the in the I guess predicament of do I send my kid back do I not I can't some some have to go to work some say I don't have an option I, mean, I I don't have any option so it's a bad predicament to be in right now but if if now they're saying that kids can get it then what's going to happen how are you going to trust a, a third grader not to put his hands in his mouth you're not and I think the other thing is you made a good point. A lot of parents rely on schools to kind of be their daycare, right? That's the bad part, right? too. But the other problem is is if you have to then start taking your kid to daycare because schools aren't open, isn't that a similar scenario? Maybe Where, worse. You know, maybe worse. So, man, that's tricky. This is, this is one of those times in my life that I'm really happy I don't have kids right now, knock on wood. Uh, it's a lot to worry about, man. I don't, I don't know how you guys juggle that. Not that you know of. We're going to pop up with a 13-year-old Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey, Dad. Um, no, that's something to be scared about for sure. It's just I don't know what the risk. We're this close to baseball like we're talking about. And, and, and on the graph of, of the actual virus, we're still going up, at least yeah. where we're standing at right now. I saw a friend, and they're posting it. On my way to Destin, Florida. And I'm thinking, what? You know, you're on a highway to hell. You know, that song started playing in my head, like, and you're posting about it. And I understand right now is like the time, like, man, you know, no traffic. Not that there's going to be traffic on the way there, but whatever. He's saying all the things, no waiting lines at restaurants. Like, you know, look at me, and I'm, and I'm saying you're driving into the the eye of the storm, one of the eyes of the storm. You're going from one though to another. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, dude, can we can let the the white beaches uh, rest? For a little while on the clear waters, you know, because right now there's other things to worry about. And he's on his way right now. Uh, bless his soul. Yeah. And you're going to the land of people harassing you if you're wearing a mask. Like they get in your face and try and like rip your mask off. Uh, Florida, n- no thanks. I'm, I'm done with Florida for 2020. Now, as far as baseball, what do you think happens? Do we, do we ha- get to a point to, hey, when we start... Because some people think that it's once we start, we're good to go, man. It's going to be so hard for them to stop it. They have things in, in line, protocols, that these are the quarantine periods. And we're going to get into the NFL. We learned a lot about what the NFL has in place, what they're going to do if you come down with COVID, what they're going to do if you choose to sit out money-wise. We're going to get into that deep in this show because that's what we're waiting for. You know, football is what we do here. You know, we, we love football. We love everything else. But now that that's... We're thinking baseball this week, and I'm still on the fence. I still don't believe it. In my head, I still think, man, something's going to pop up. I guess it just got me thinking so negative. Now Now I look at football, and I'm thinking, that's a long ways away. Like, baseball has to pass a lot of tests for football to actually happen. And I think it's kind of a benefit for the NFL, right, to to sit back and watch the NBA and watch baseball do this thing and learn from their mistakes and try not to duplicate those mistakes. So football does have an advantage that way, but – Man, it's another ball game. They have so many more players in the NFL, and you know there's so much more physical contact in a football game than a baseball game. Man, I, I'm I'm worried. Like I think the owners are going to make this thing start, but I wonder what if a whole team gets, you know, 
you know, wiped out. What, what do you do? And we saw J.J. Watt. We'll talk about that as well. He tweeted a bunch of questions that he, he as a player has. And we're going to jump into those because I, I started reading them and I'm thinking, man, these are questions that someone needs to have an answer to. As a player, I would be terrified not knowing what's going on. What's the, what's the period? How many people do you have to quarantine according to like if they were around it? How far down the line do you go? How do you know? False positive test, uh, the other side of it. What are we going to do? And they know inside their heads that the NFL really has no plans. We saw this week NFL team doctors, which are NFL employees, come out and they said, you know, this is good to go. <laughs> it's a go. You know, and the first thing, yeah, the first thing that comes to my mind is, uh, of course, I, I went and Googled it like, hold on, I know they're employed by, yeah, they're employed by the NFL. Yes, it makes sense why they want them to come back this they're not thinking. We're, we're no. making. I guess we used to say uh, educated decision or, or opinions or guesses or however you want to put this. I don't know if anything is educated at this point because one point we see the officials here in Texas say, "If we keep this up, we're headed to a lockdown." And then three days later, they said, "Lockdown? There is no way we're going into a lockdown." So where are we? It, it goes. It depends on who you talk to, right? And those doctors that you bring up. That's why they have these concussion doctors now that, you know, aren't locked into a specific team. You know what I mean? Like, they're fair. Remember, doctors would send guys back into games after they got concussed. Like, oh, do you know your name? Oh, okay, you're good. Get back out there. Is that the Warriors yeah. team doctor they just walked in? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, they. I'm not surprised at all that NFL employees are going to say everything's good. But, no, you bring up a lot of good points, man. It's. Everybody's got a different opinion. We'll see how it goes. Opinions, they'll start taking votes at the table. All right, this is what we think. The doctor, the team doctor, what do you guys think? All right, he plays. You know, that's how how honest are you going to be whenever you come down with it and you're thinking, man, I'm, I got symptoms, but I'm not saying anything. See, right that's now. the thing, right? Symptoms. Like, guys lie about their concussions. Why wouldn't they lie about this? I'm not going to lie the rest of this show. I'm not going to do that. For the next hour and 45 minutes, the truth be told, I'm going to drop a bomb. Call your bookie right now and tell them, hey, I want my money ironed. Put starch on it, iron it, and mail it to me. Next on Moneyline ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. The phone lines are open at Moneyline975, which is where you can find us on Twitter, at JoshJordan975, at Jerry Bonos with a Z, our guy Tyler Scott's behind the glass. We're trying to talk everything in between, uh, I guess let's call it, call it from COVID to the return of sports, because it's not only baseball, NBA's on the horizon. We're learning new things as far as the bubble and what they're living in right now. We're seeing videos of Chug sessions we're seeing i didn't realize that they were allowed to do that there are there it's going to be a matter of time before a fight breaks out you know drinking leads to aggressiveness aggressiveness between uh i guess competitors at one point right now it's all fun and games here let's chug this and throw it down i'm seeing shotgun and beers 
I'm seeing bad shotgun beers at that though too. I'm seeing guys throw down and, and half of the beers are still on the ground. It's like it's nah, a, a shame. party foul, right? there. It's a shame. Yeah, it's you, a shame. you can't do that. Wait till the Instagram models get brought in and and all that starts happening. And then it's gonna get crazy. Well, I saw on uh, Instagram actually. Yeah, we, we I throw them all grouped together. Whether they're Twitter, whether they're Facebook, MySpace, we can go back. They were there. <laughs> they were around there too. Um, there's been reports that one of them tweeted out basically that there's no way this NBA season is going to happen. I already got hit up basically by a player. She, she spilt the beans per se. Um, this is early. If, if, we, if, if our needs as men are, are pulsating this, this early into the bubble, what's going to happen? I mean, three weeks from now, what's going to happen? <laughs> you know what's going to happen. You just hope that it's not so widespread it, it screws up the season because, I mean, we've already had guys get outside the bubble and, and having to go back and, you know, be, you know, by themselves for a while and re-quarantine or whatever it is. It's, it's already happened. It's going to continue to happen. But you just hope that – I'm glad they had that snitch line, man. Like, that, that's a good thing. It keeps – you know, keeps guys honest. You, you you have to protect the bubble, and that's the thing, right? It's like, I don't care what you go out and do, but if you go out and bring COVID into the bubble and get everybody sick and then the season's over, th- that's when you have the issue, right? It's when you're you're messing with other people. Yeah, snitches, uh, there's a thin line between the way snitches is, is, is used, right? Because snitch is like, hey, are we really trying to protect ourselves or are we snitching because that guy let his dog poop on the ground? Which I'm totally against letting your dog poop in my grass. But, I mean, am I going to go snitch to, to – to, they say you can get a ticket for that, you know what I mean? And I'm thinking, who, who the hell would I even call it? Because I'm, <laughs> if I call the police – the real police with the, someone pooped in my yard, you know, dog, they're going to, they're going to, they, I wouldn't know what the reaction is going to be. So again, it's, it's what kind of snitching are we doing here now? Uh, the first snitch line, it rang and they picked it up. This is a snitch line. What would you like to report? Well, you can't make this stuff up. Dwight Howard. He's shocking. Been, he's been reported. Dwight Howard of the Los Angeles Lakers for not wearing a mask. <laughs> of course. I mean, look, we're Houstonians, man. We we know Dwight. This is not shocking at all. He took to Instagram Live, and uh, his 2.7 million viewers they, or followers, not viewers, they uh they were able to to get the I guess direct quote from him, and he said somebody told on me. Yeah, what do you expect? You're not wearing a mask. You're not wearing a mask. His theory behind it is, which a lot of people will say, what's what's wrong with the way he's thinking? And if we're in this bubble and we're all getting repeatedly tested then aren't we negative so if we're negative why shall we why why are we required to keep this mask on if we're going to be in in a week or two you know a few weeks we're going to be making physical contact this makes no sense but at the same time like i say we're in a learning period right now you got to take every precaution because the last thing you need to do is is have somebody have a a uh, a, a negative test for whatever reason or say whatever it is Somebody got their their to go food. We've seen that already. Yeah, and whatever it is, they got it, and then they went and hung out for for X amount of time, and before they, they, that, everyone found out, and then all of a sudden it spread. That I guess they're taking every single extra step of precaution. But for Dwight Howard, of all people, if, if there was a bet, like if right now we could have gone to my bookie before the bubble, and they were like, "Who's the first guy you think is going to get reported?" Dwight Howard would have been a, a one of my bets. I'm, <laughs> no not, I'm not even making that up. No, no doubt about it. But that's the thing, right? We've already had people leave the bubble and try and come back that's why they want you to wear the mask for you know things like that that could happen your food's being brought in and out it's not a perfect bubble 
You know, it's just not. So they're being, you know, they're going, you know, every step just to be careful. And I'm cool with that. Look, they're trying to get this season in. This is important to these guys. And I'm glad for my sake they are because I want to watch some sports, man. I'm ready. You know, the Rockets, I'm curious to see what they can do in this situation. I'm curious to what your thoughts are now that we've gotten the news with Westbrook. We've gotten the, I guess, certainty of of how, uh, Harden arriving there, which a lot of people were starting to paint one and one. I mean, you see how we become during this pandemic. We've become investigators. We've become virus specialists. You know, we've become domestic. You know, jumping into people's uh, relationships, everything. I've seen people that I, I'm like, bro, when did you become an expert at all this? Now everyone's become an expert on this. It's just like, let's just slow down and, and, and let I the, watch TV, Jerry. I'm an expert. Or I read it on Twitter, and then they come <laughs> and tell you something. Let, let's let the experts make these kind of, of decisions going forward, right? I think that's what's getting us to this, to this point. It is. And, yeah, Facebook, that's probably not where you should get your news from. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that. I'll get my news, though, from someone that – has experienced the disease, the the virus. I'm sorry, to, and that's Freeman, right, from uh, the Atlanta Braves. Yep. That scares me. What once you hear someone that it's all fun in games, or not even fun in games, because I know it, it's we're not taking it as fun in games. But we're taking it as not that big of a threat. We know it's not fun. We know it's not a game. But it's like, man, it's not that serious. But when you say a guy like Freeman that that that's a, an athlete, one of the best in his sport. And he said he was praying for his life once temperatures started getting past 104 yeah. degrees. You start thinking, man, if what would that be like? What would you know? You 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 see in the movies whenever they're at the doctor and they get the diagnosis of of these bad you know cancer, and then you're thinking, man, I would your heart breaks. You know, you think I wouldn't know how to react to that. Now this is anywhere close to that. I'm not saying that by any means, but I'm saying what was your act? What was your reaction whenever you go and they're like. Yeah, you got COVID. What's that first reaction there like? It's got to be some kind of worry. And then not only for yourself, but let's say at that point, you got to say, man, when, when did I catch this? That that test doesn't tell you. Well, you caught it at 1158 yesterday. So, no, it says you have it. You have COVID. You're positive. So then you start having to backtrack. Man, who was higher round? When can I have possibly caught this? That's got to be a worry. That whole ride home, it's got to be a worry. And, and, and imagine if you're an athlete that's had it once. And then now you're you're going back out there. Now you're seeing some of these uh, baseball players saying they're going to play with mask on. Yeah, it, it's going to be a strange year, man. And you know, I'm looking here. Freeman's 30, so he's you know a pretty young guy, baseball player in good shape. You know, if you're him or anybody that gets it, you hope you get the the one where you don't really have any symptoms, right? Where you you barely feel sick. That's the one that you hope you have. And I hear that's mostly the one that the strain going around here in Houston. Here we are again, experts on COVID, right? Because we watch TV. But it's a concern. You know, you just don't, and you don't know the long term effects. You know, a lot, you're seeing a lot of that stuff where it, it can get you down the line with your lungs or your kidneys and other stuff. So, you know, I, you know, I don't blame these guys if they don't want to play. But, you know, I don't know if you saw the the J.J. Watt thing about how he doesn't want to play if he has to wear that that shield or whatever on the face mask. Because it makes no sense. It, we're trying to fold along the imaginary line to make this into a project that, is, look, it's built, but you know that they're folding it as it goes. They're learning. Well, there's no jersey exchange. You're thinking that makes absolutely no sense. But at the same time, I say, who wants to take a COVID uh, maybe a COVID, I guess, sweated jersey. Imagine that. It's just got all that sweat on it, and you're taking it home, and 
what like I mean, I don't know if you ever had a a, a a jersey that that dries up from sweat and it's just like a nasty. So what are you gonna do? Like, what are you really expecting out of this jersey? Were we really we were expecting to still have this jersey exchange after? So I get it, but at the same time, it's they're putting the band aid on it. Like, hey, this boat's gonna sink, so we're just gonna patch it up at a time just to make it seem like we're doing something. Are we really doing anything? And like I said, we we teased it earlier. We're gonna get into it. What's going to happen whenever a player says, you know what, I'm watching baseball, I'm seeing these guys, I'm not going out there, I'm not going to do it for my family because forget the money. Or if he's like, you know what, I was going to take the route of maybe they ain't going to take away all my money. You know, maybe I can find a loophole through here. We're going to talk about all the loopholes, whatever's on paper as of right now because that can't be changed. But as of right now, if you choose to opt out, it's going to hurt you in the pockets. It's going to hurt you in very many ways. We're going to talk about that here next on Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Years of research and innovation. Innovation Map is the new voice of innovation in Houston. Pretty cool, huh, Morty? Covering startups, tech, energy, health, social impact, and more. Visit innovationmap.com today. Do it now. Do it. Do it. Do it now. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. It's just a squad here in studio trying to get you ready for what is baseball, what is sports, and trying to get you to avoid what is the COVID. So let's talk about training camp in NFL, the 32 NFL teams, they know as far as what the schedule is supposed to be now, okay? And it reads as rookies deport, uh, reporting July 21st, quarterbacks and injured players the 23rd, all other players the 28th. Kansas City Chiefs and Texans, we know they have that first game, so they're getting an extra day. Again, we're moving. The graph for sports is moving in a positive direction and us as, and I speak as because it's not the whole nation. Some places are, are getting better, but us as far as the hot spots, Florida, Texas, our graphs are moving in the negative part, regression, well, let's call it. So are you prepared for all this? Because it's it's go time. The NFL is playing no games. They aren't. And if this was a normal year, we'd already be talking fantasy football right now. We'd be breaking down first and second, third round receivers and, you know, draft strategies. I mean, it's it's July you know, preseason gets going in August. I mean, we are close to this thing, man, and I'm excited. It, I'm cautiously optimistic. We will see what happens, but I don't know if you, you saw Bruce Arians joke that, you know, he was thinking about having like a, a third quarterback, like off-site, that wouldn't be in the meeting rooms with his normal quarterbacks just in case because it looks like it's going to be like a, a three-week COVID window if you get it in the NFL. I mean, that's the, a lot. Three weeks. I mean, I mean, you know, imagine if that's Mahomes, you know, or, you know, Deshaun. Three games could definitely swing the Texans' season. You know, we see them. At, we're not so sure if they'll make the playoffs. Three games without Deshaun. So, I mean, he's thinking about – because even if you're exposed to it, you might have to sit out too. So if you know one of your guy in your meeting rooms has it, 
does that wipe out your whole quarterback roster? So yeah, Bruce Arians is talking about just having like a third emergency guy that doesn't meet with the rest of the team and just keeps them in bubble wrap. How can you confidently make a futures bet like, hey, this team's going to win the Super Bowl, or especially if it's someone on short odds? Maybe you take someone on long odds and say, man, maybe a few things break my way mm-hmm. and I slide into the. Pl-. But if you're going to go up there and take, say, for example, the Chiefs, someone that's only paying you like six to one for the Super Bowl, a hundred pays you what six hundred, maybe even less right now, five hundred on the Chiefs. And they have to win the Super Bowl. We were acting like because with Mahomes and the deal, and they're, they're thinking, man, they're they're concrete into the Super Bowl at least to be there. And then Lamar Jackson and his side, they, they think that they got something to prove. So I'm not sure that. I also saw a bet that in the next ten years, will Mahomes win two Super Bowls? And you can make that bet. First off, I don't know who's going to let the the casino hold their money for a decade. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. You're like I'll see. I don't even know if I'll be alive, but I'll I'm, I'll be back to cash this ticket in ten years. Yeah. I don't need this money for ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like like who makes that bet? It, it better pay like a long odds, and it's really basically one-to-one so you're like hey this hundred bucks it's gonna grow you, you tell the kids hey you don't worry i'm putting you through college this 200 is gonna be 400 in 10 years but it, to me it seems like i think if you had to make that bet right now would you make would you say yes if it was like say your retirement or whatever you, he has you have, to win two more two more in the next 10 years do you guys think that mahomes wins two super bowls in the next 10 years hey that's open for everyone Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Because when I first looked at it, I was like, man, yeah, I would make it. I just don't want them to hold my my money for 10 years. But winning two Super Bowls isn't exactly easy. No. And, and think how many times Andy Reid would, you know, go to like that NFC championship game and, and, and not get to a Super Bowl and win. You know, when he was with the Eagles, we saw that all the time. It seemed like Donovan McNabb was in it every year. But, you know, they, they lost that one Super Bowl against Brady. I don't know, man. It's It's hard to do. You know, you look at... You know, a lot of, you know, Brady's really the only guy that consistently gets that done at, at that high level. How long before we see another, I guess, franchise that dominates like that? Because we we take it, I guess, for granted almost because what the Patriots were able to do in in, in our football watching lifetimes, it's something that I'm not gonna, I'm not sure it's gonna happen again before I'm out of here. Peyton Manning only got two. And as dominant you know as he I mean? was in yeah. the regular season, when we think back of, of, I hate using the term goats, you know what I mean, but all-time greats, Manning's going to be there, but we lived that era, and it's going to say, man, he's heavily overshadowed. He was great, but he's going to be heavily, heavily overshadowed by Brady because he was actually able to get the rings. That's what sticks out at the end of the day is people remember Dan Marino. And yes, but the rings is what you would have put him in those conversations with Montana. It is, and and to say Patrick Mahomes is going to have a Peyton Manning type career, I mean that's still a stretch. As good as Mahomes is, like we can't forget Peyton Manning was amazing. I don't know if Mahomes is human though. Yeah, like I said, we saw his ligaments and and the way that they bend, and we saw that he's out two four weeks, and you're thinking what? And then and then he's back. All of a sudden, you're out there like this can't. What what, what can he not do? And using his legs down the playoff stretch, you yeah. know, I mean he. He was fantastic. There's no doubt about it, and he deserves all that money. But I think very it's so easy to start projecting ahead. You know what I mean? I think we get caught up in that a little bit, just assuming that guys are going to be as good as they are for the next 10 years. 
That doesn't usually happen. Everyone wants to be like, he's the next Jordan. You right. know, he, he's the next Randy Moss. Or these comparisons, we always set it to the top of the ladder, and then it leaves them for not ever reaching what the, 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 the benchmark was. You know what I mean? It always says, why do you have to compare it to him? You're comparing him to Jerry Rice. Like, Yeah, and I feel like we did this as Astros fans. We thought Carlos Correa was going to be as good, if not better, than Altuve. That didn't end up happening, and I kind of first guessed that when I was like, hold up, guys, you know, we got all the potential in the world with Correa, and he's a great player, but Altuve's proven it. He's the real deal, and then here we are, and, you know, all these injuries that we didn't see coming with Correa that have kept him out, and, and that's the thing. Like, you can't predict that kind of stuff. You just don't know. Now, let's talk about the deadline for making your decision in the NFL. It's going to be August 1st. Four o'clock our time, Central Standard Time. The written notice has got to be received by the team by that moment. Once the notice is received, the opt-out becomes irrevocable. So once you say, I'm out, I'm out. So you can't come back. You can't come back. And that helps you out for the entire year. Now, a player that opts out of his contract will take the toll on his contract for the full year. He will not receive his base salary or any any other payment scheduled to be earned after the date of the opt-out. And he will not earn any benefit credit or an occurred season. So it's going to hurt your pockets right away. Now there is some other things coming out that it's a balance of about about 150,000, but 150,000 to to a player that makes millions, that's nothing. That's his taxes. You know, that's that's what his pocket he, money. Yeah, that's his landscaping. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. what he pays in landscaping every year. That's that, that makes you want to have to go up there and throw on that helmet shield or not. Dude, NFL's cold-blooded, man. This is on purpose. They are they want these guys to play. They're like, we know you're accustomed to all that money you're making, and you love that lifestyle. And if you want to, you want to keep doing it that way, you're going to have to play. But you know, as a fan, I'm selfish. I want to see football, so I'm cool with it. Now, check this out for players that hold out in 2021. His con- the contracts are reinstated, right? If the player reports timely to required activities, timely as in AKA non holdout. Now, if they don't though, they're going to be subject to discipline or forfeit, uh, forfeiting the, the, the terms of the contract. So you have to go show up. If you opt out this year, it, it messes up with the way you may, maybe thought you were going to negotiate things. It, what happens to a Dalvin cook? This is, it's really interesting, right? Because, you know, he was, you know, threatening to hold out, I don't know why he's doing that, Jerry. He's been hurt a lot. It doesn't feel like he's in a position to, to negotiate right now, but he is. And this this changes everything. You funny you say renegotiate because the other thing in this proposal, the NFL offers and states this, no club may rene- renegotiate a contract with any player who has given notice of the intention to opt out. So if you if you choose to opt out, you can't even do negotiations, renegotiations for the, uh, the following year. That's brilliant. But for the NFL, you know what I mean? That is just brilliant. It's, and it makes you like or but it, but does it make a team that doesn't want you to hold out and, and maybe say you sit out next year? If, if you're the Vikings, do you go ahead and get the deal done now saying I don't even want to mess with him missing two years. Like, what if he opts out this year and then next year he holds out some and we don't get it done? Like, what's going to happen here? I don't want to risk this. I'll take the – let's go ahead and sign him now. Yeah, but, I mean, that's that Gary Kubiak running system. You know, they they have, you know, Alexander Madison. They can kind of just plug running backs in. And you he's know? been hurt, like it, you he's said. He's been hurt. It's like – 
that, like you show up to to work late every day. You know what I mean? And every day you have a different excuse. But every day you have kolaches, you know what I mean, for everyone. Hey, everyone, I'm late, but here's kolaches, you know. And that's what he is because he shows up. Sometimes he's hurt. When he comes in, he, he produces, you yeah. know. And he makes everyone happy. And he's he fits Kubiak's kolache system. You know what I mean? But once those kolaches and it, it turn into to dinner, and now he's you know asking for steaks, and you're thinking, whoa, 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 whoa! All you provided was breakfast for a little bit of time, and now you're saying that we got to provide dinner for for a new, you want a long contract? Now you want a contract that's going to take you into your running back years of you know the 27, 28 year old? You want somewhere around there, and you haven't been able to stay healthy? And Kubiak's big on guys not playing and being hurt. You know what I mean? Like, he hates dudes that can't stay on the field. So, I don't, I don't know if this is going to end very well for him. It might not end well for him, but I promise you, in this show, it's going to end well for us because I got a max bomb. I can't drop it yet. The phone lines are open. If you want it now, go ahead and hit me up. 713-780-3776. It's Moneyline. It's easy. ESPN 97.5. Make you call your girl up and tell her, hey, what's good? Sorry, I'm never coming home. I'm a safer good. They hang the phone up and proceed to later wood. I came fast like 911 in white neighborhoods. Ain't got no shame by Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. On ESPN975.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. The phone lines are open 713-780-3776. We're talking baseball, we're talking football, and we're talking reper- repercussions. If you decide to opt out of football, what's gonna happen? Because Baseball, MLB, and the players both, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth to build up to uh, to baseball test, to the seasoning happening or the season happening because of the the turmoil between, I guess, the writing, right, the details. And some were saying, no, it's the players and the amount of games. And some were saying, no, that's not it. We're ready to play. But now that it comes to football and they're making it to – Hey, if you opt out, you're not going to get paid one. If you're in a contract year, what does that do? Because okay, you mentioned JJ in the in the face shields and as in JJ's spot that he's in right now, everything that's happened with injuries and and and, and the amount of money he makes on that team, would you opt out if and being in his position for a face shield at that point? It's not as bad as Antonio Brown, like you say, but. It's still kind of like, hey, man, I mean, we get it. Yes, the face shield thing. But this, I'm not saying it's the end of football for you, but it might be the end of football here at that price. If you were to opt out, what what's to say that the Texans are going to make their decision going forward? How do they make a decision as far as you confidently and saying, you know what, we're going, to, we're going forward with you for X amount of years more? Yeah, I mean, and maybe that is a little harsh, but if he does not play because of equipment, I mean – we killed Antonio Brown for that kind of stuff. And I can't – we got to be careful the way say what. We'll have people outside of the station yeah. out here trying to trying to get us. So it's not that we're saying it. It's just we're thinking about everyone's situation. We talk about Dalvin Cook, someone that, that that's in that spot that's asking for money, but he's been injured. He, What kind of face does he have right now? But at the same time, does that franchise want him to sit out the next year too? Now that it's combined like that, if he chooses to opt out and now you can't rene- renegotiate – is that what they do? Or as far as what, 
I'd be playing very close to chess saying, man, I don't know. But we also know that what a lot of these NFL players, they got to think, man, I don't really know what happens after football. I got X amount of money in my bank and I'm going to invest this. What? J.J. Watt, he's got a lifetime ahead of football. He will be in sh- on shows. He already is. He will be, I think, on, in movies, he, wrestling, something. You will see J.J. Watt for the, for the entirety of your life. Yeah, it, he was really good on Saturday Night Live. He, he surprised me a little bit. You know, I thought he'd be good, but I didn't think he'd be as good as he was. And I mean, he's, he's hosting his own show now with the, the tag thing. And I think J.J.'s, this is an interesting offseason for him, right? Because he, he got married. And he's getting – they haven't had a normal offseason, the Texans, so he's getting a taste of what life will be like after football right now. You know, he's getting to experience that. So I wonder if that could change the way he thinks about things. But, I mean, he's got an impressive legacy, man. I know he wants to keep piling up those stats because, you know, it's all Hall of Fame-type stuff for J.J. You know, that I think that's still important to him. So, you know, I think he'll end up playing, but – you know, we'll see, but I think he will. I mean, he doesn't want people to just remember the injuries the last few years. You know, you know, a couple of years ago, he played all the games and had a really nice year. If he can do that again, that can kind of change the narrative for the back half of his career. Does J.J. ever throw on another jersey? Say his time here in, in Houston comes short for whatever reason. Does he ever throw on another jersey, or do you think he's one of those that says, you know, a statue is going to be outside of that stadium. I'm not playing for anyone else. I think if there's a, an opportunity to where he can get on the same team as one of or both of his brothers, he's probably going to do it. Yeah, I hope so. I'm a Pittsburgh fan. <laughs> yeah, you would like that. I think if he has a chance to win, like a real chance to win a Super or Bowl. that. Yeah, you know, I, I think we see that a lot. You would have never thought Tom Brady wouldn't be on the Patriots, and he's he's in Tampa now. This stuff happens all the time. Joe Montana going to, to the Chiefs. Or Peyton. Yeah, Peyton. And Peyton won a Super Bowl. Or Andre Johnson going yeah. to the Colts. That was, uh, that was, man, and seeing him go within the division twice. You know, that was just a bad taste, but you – you fell in love with Andre as the competitor so much, and he was there for the Texans at the beginning. And, and you said, man, you know what? It came to a point where you said, you know, I ain't mad at him. He, he still feels like he has ball in him. But we saw that, I guess, the Texans succeed something because he didn't really have much left. Bill O'Brien got that one right. I mean, that's one of the ones where we've got to give him credit when he gets it right. Remember, he came out and said, Andre, you're going to have a re- reduced role in the offense. You're not going to have the same amount of targets this year. And Andre said, well, you know, I don't want to accept a role like that. And O'Brien was like, okay, cool. We'll, we'll let you seek out a trade. And there was nothing there for him. They, they couldn't get a trade. Give him a statue. O'Brien statue. The J.J. <laughs> statue on one side, the, the O'Brien statue O'Brien on the other. gets two, GM and coach. So he gets two Three statues. and chin. <laughs> one of them's just a chin. Just a chin. With a big old indention. You could put your finger in it just when you walk by. Go Texans. You know? That's, that's all you're going to get here because – like I said, J.J.'s got to make decisions, and, and I hate, you know, that someone's out there listening right now, like, I'm never listening to the show again. They disrespected J.J. What it's are they going to do? It's not that. It's we not, love J.J. For sure, especially when we saw him come back that first game of the playoffs. You saw him, and you saw that, that little spurt, and you, you started thinking, man, this is, feels so old school. And then, like, old El Camino, like I said, he broke down just quarter by quarter, just just uh, oil change by oil change. Finally, the motor, the transmission, just you saw that transmission. He was breathing. That muffler was going off and you're thinking man he needs more than an inspection and a tune-up you know this guy needs a makeover drop a new engine in there you can't do that every year what happens to the engine of jj watt that 
you know how hard he probably trains, man. After coming from injuries, you know he's probably like, all right, you know, imagine what his workouts are, and that's outside of that cabin in the woods that everyone was saying that, that you're like, how many tennis courts did he have? <laughs> but I'm saying just as far as you know, he has to hit it real hard just thinking, all right, I got to go hard. And you see it. I mean, I'm there at training camp seeing him, his, his interviews, and he says he stresses on how he, he feels so good now and that he's worked so hard. As a as an athlete, man, what does that do to you going so hard during the offseason just to get injured again? And you're thinking, is this really worth it? And for the first time, he's gotten the taste of, man, this could be life after football. My wife, she plays sports. I'm really involved. I'm, I'm doing a show, so I know I'm going to be still active. You know, I'm still going to be on TV. So maybe, maybe it's not worth all this. Eventually, that's going to happen or the money's going to have to go down. He can't keep earning the same amount of money he's been making. That's just he's such a staple on that team. He is, and I mean, he really, he made a difference in that Bills game, man. That sack swung that game, and then, you know, then Deshaun started playing better, too. You know, we got to remember, in the playoffs, Deshaun hasn't been great. You know, he's had a few quarters where he was really good, but he's, you know, that Colts game, he really struggled. So, you know, J.J. made a, a huge impact and helped them win that game, but then to your point, he didn't have anything left when they went to Kansas City the next week. But you have to accept that, right? Like, J.J. rushed back to help the team, to, to try and come. He came back early from that peck. Yeah. You know, and, and he risked, you know, part of his future by, you know, maybe re-tearing it. And so I, I give him credit for that. So I'm not going to kill him for, you know, he, he misses all these weeks. He comes back. He helps you win a playoff game. Yeah, his legs aren't going to be right the next week. But we also saw that in the first game of the season against the Saints. Like, he struggled against Ramchek, the, the tackle from the Saints. Like, I don't even think he, he hit the stat column in that game. So he does, but he also does get double and triple teams sometimes. So you have to, you know, keep that in mind, too. Which brings me to my next point. We say uh, maybe he goes somewhere that he knows he can win or maybe somewhere that he knows that's got a defensive line that helps him in the form that how many pass rushers, elite pass rushers, or I'm not saying that many teams have multiple elite pass rushers on their line, but how many good pass rushers has he ever had next to him or on that line so usually it's even Clowney we even gave Clowney a pass saying you know what he's not really a passer he's more of a run stopper disruptor you know you started hearing that term okay who and then who's really been there to help him as a pass rusher it's never been it's always been double and triple teams because you can do that the other guys didn't really get to the quarterback that much and what if he played on a team that on the other end how you see the Browns building their defense with two ends, you know what I mean? Two ends that can get up off the line and, and make – imagine if you have two ends that can that can get pressure, making your quarterback have to step into the pocket, into the into the heart of the, the, the defensive line. You know, that's where football is won. Whenever that quarterback has to get off that moving spot, whenever he sees that, he has to move in. The whole play switches. When does J.J. get help? That's another thing. I don't see it coming. They don't have any first-round draft picks again, and they, you know, they did in this year. And with D.J. Reader gone, it's not going to get better this year. I mean, it's just not. And I, I know they took Blacklock in the first round, but how much are we going to expect from rookies with you know this type of offseason? That's a great question. What is the because this is we're going to have to add a year to everyone. Unfortunately, it's going to be with quarterbacks. We always talk about that quarterback contract. What happens now? You know, because that's the longevity of the time that you have your cap and everything's in place for you to make your run and you don't have to pay that guy. Well, what happens if it's cut one year shorter now? And for me, 
especially for fantasy football, like rookie running backs coming in. You know, you brought up rookie quarterbacks too. Like it's it's not the amount of time they would normally have to 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 work with other players and learn the offense. I mean, it, it's going to be different. So a lot of these rookie running backs that you know people are really liking for fantasy this year, I'm kind of like, are they going to be eased in? You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to take you know one of these guys in the second, third round. Are they going to get 20 carries right, right. off the top? Are they, do they know the zone blocking scheme? Like if you're in one of those schemes that you like, it, those are tough to run. You're not just plug and play. It's it's going to take some time, and I hate to see that because okay, the, the bus line just as as we're quick to tell everyone, hey, this is the next Michael Jordan. We're real quick to bust on people too, like he's a bust. Why? Because they didn't live to expectations of the next Michael Jordan. So all of a sudden, you think, man, he's a bust. What's the leeway we give somebody on a bust season? Like, is it that first season? Like, man, he didn't live up to it, but. We got to give him another one, you know, and then all of a sudden now you're tied two two years to him. Now in that third one, now you're now you're playing a game of chance because now it's like okay, we gave him the leeway on one. He was all right that second year. Now we're third, and and now we're about to have to come up on his contract. What are we doing here? And do we give him the benefit of the doubt? Did he ever pan out? Is he a bust? What is he? It's gonna be tough, man. It, you know, Jer- Joe Burrow. You know, you think right away like, what are they gonna expect from him this year? I know who we can expect to be on uh, on the Bengals with a with a uniform catching balls from him. You can expect some winners from him. We got, uh, from us. We got an hour left here, and we're gonna go to. I'm gonna go ahead and just tease it. We're gonna go to Italy. Get your passport ready. Tell your wife I'll be back. Grab your mask. We're going to Italy here on Money Line ESPN 97.5. Warning! Warning! You're listening to ESPN 97.5. 